Yeah. The following podcast episode from Teachers Talk Film contains specific spoilers in relation to Marvel's latest film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Listen at your own risk. To a bonus episode today. We are recording this on a Saturday morning, um, waking up with the sun to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is our spoiler-filled review. Um, so again, if you didn't hear the message at the beginning, get off now. If you want to see the movie for yourself before listening to us, I'm Mitchell Main here with my great friend, co-host Pete Ray. Pete, how are you feeling this morning? Bonus episode. Um, you know, I'm feeling great. I would you consider yourself a morning person? I would, but that's there's a caveat to that because you need you need your your cups of Joe, and I'm on my first one right now. Um, so I'm I'm, a, I'm shaking out the cobwebs. Um, maybe coming out of my zombie state. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, well, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm all all natural. This is just uh, my brain, cobwebs included, and we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I admire you for not being a coffee drinker. You've been like that since college, and I I keep not drinking coffee because I know like if I start doing it, I'll just be I'll be like you and be. <laughs> completely crippled without it so <laughs> i i just try and hold it off but i know one day i will it'll just be a regular thing but i'm trying to hold it off as long as possible and Mary, you don't want this life trust me <laughs> there's, there's a lot of baggage that comes with the coffee life i remember just real quick my english teacher in high school the one that like basically I kind of modeled my teaching off of because I liked him so much. He was a different person if he didn't have coffee and like you just didn't mess with him because he was in a terrible mood. It's true. Yeah. And I didn't understand it until I started drinking it in college. And I was like, this makes sense. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to jump right into this one. Um, this is a bonus episode for TTF Nation. This is for you. Um, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But first, dare I say even more important news here. Um, we saw this movie together yesterday after a long day of work. And we both walked in kind of lethargic, kind of tired. Um, you know, we got our little concession drinks and then we sit down. We listened to the trailers, and there's a new Minions movie coming out, and we had just been chatting back and forth a little bit, talking about the day, um, but then this trailer, I think it was the first one that popped up for us. Um, we see young Gru and the other Minions, Kevin, and I can't even remember the other ones, um, but then, but then, we hear a... E-Minion, Emma Minion, whatever you want to call it, Eminem 
singing lose yourself what is going on with this the soundtrack with eminem we both looked at each other like what like we both like at the same time our heads turned um yeah what 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 are your thoughts the best part to me was that when the trailer started like you know like you said we were just sitting there like it was just another trailer and we were just you know you get through it because we're not going to watch this movie but yeah, the second, the second we heard Eminem's pipes burst out of those speakers, it was just immediate, just like, what? Why? Why is Eminem playing in a Minions trailer? What is what is going on? It was the Lose Yourself song, but it had like a bit more of like a poppy instrumental to it for like kids. It was, yeah, he, he, got, he got his check for sure. Was it worth it? Was it no. worth it, Eminem, to bring yourself down to the level of minions? No. It's only worth it if we get an Eminem minion where he's wearing like the white tank top and like a black from, bandana. From eight mile. <laughs> yeah. Or we get a, a specifically like for this minions movie Eminem song and it wins like uh, best original song at the oscars and he performs it at the oscars yeah yeah he makes like the album and it's like up for best rap album with like the new kendrick lamar and it wins yeah (laughs) i could i i could not believe it i i yeah i loved just the look we gave each other like what what no no it seems like we're venturing into another realm dare i say we're exploring the multiverse there um with eminem in a pivotal role in the new minions movie um bizarre 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 yeah we're talking multiverse we're talking madness we're talking dr strange um this is a new one um a lot of things going on here which may be good maybe not um give me I asked you yesterday your elevator pitch, and you just said we have a lot to talk about. Um, what? Where do you want to start with this one? Well, I think think there's a lot of really good things, and then there's some bad things. I think I want to start with uh, you. You said that you were going to take notes during this movie in the theater. Uh, you, in fact, brought out some note cards and a pen. Um, I seem to recall as I woke up this morning, I was like, I don't know if he took any notes while he was watching this. So will you confirm for TTF Nation? Did you write things down during this movie? TTF Nation, um, usually with our regular movie podcast reviews, I'll jot down some notes and quite extensive notes rather. Yeah, not some. You're, a, yeah. you're quite the note taker. <laughs> yeah, Um this time I did not. And you know what? I wish I did though. Um, because I did, I told you this yesterday. I caught myself, my eyes fluttering a little bit yesterday. Um, especially within that first half. Um, I think if I were to take notes, it would have kept me more accountable, kept me more engaged. Um, but despite the lack of notes, despite the eyes fluttering a little bit, I've, I don't think I missed that much. And I think I got it all. <laughs> Which is a, not a great thing to say about a movie. Um, let's, let's talk about that first half. Um, mm-hmm. We start with, I think we, I guess we start in that dream um, with the book of 
a shanty. We don't mm. really know what it is yet, but um, first of all, I wish it was a shanty like the R and B singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and we first meet America Chavez, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, this is all off the top of the dome, so we're going to be all over the place. Um, we meet her. We don't know who she is yet, but they're trying to get to this book. And then we've got this crazy demon character after her. I thought all that looked pretty cool. thought it was a cool way to start it. Um, and then Dr. Strange waking up in bed. Um, then we move on to, I guess the next big thing that I remember is the octopus fight, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought just that like, monster creature looked i thought it looked cool and i thought the fact that you like couldn't see it at first like dr strange had to do like some weird spells or something to where we could finally see it the way that he kills it is so cool like he just creates those giant hands and grabs the light Mm -hmm. post and rams it in its eye i thought that that was awesome i heard you um you gave like a little you gave a little grunt in theater you're like "Mm." (laughs) that was cool it was cool. I, I liked the giant hands. Something about that and him just moving at them were sweet. Yeah, I liked how we saw like not only the eye come out, but also like the eye stem and like everything that was attached to it. And like it's like fluttering around with the eye afterwards. That was sick. Um, that first scene, that opening sequence where it's Doctor Strange. Let's just call him um, Man Bun Strange. Was it a man bun or a ponytail? Oh, yeah, he did have, and he had weird lines in the cut in his head. Yeah. Um, yeah, man bun strange. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about man bun strange, but I think that whole... Not a fan. Yeah, that little setting there, it was like a buffer between multiverses, universes, right? Like, it's it's kind of just like purgatory, like nowhere, no man's land, and they were running away from that demon that was trying to get america chavez which we later learn is because she has these powers and she's scared because she can't control them and she needs sort of that mentor role yeah yeah you're right i think that is the buffer because we come back to it later um towards the towards the end of the movie for sure um let's see what next i I wanted to say something the and you already touched on it the little cyclops octopus i think that was one of the more memorable moments of the first half because yeah it's like really one of the only parts where we get like true superhero-y type of action going on and the character was cool it reminded me of um the octopus in the peacemaker or the suicide squad movie sorry i thought the same thing yeah i like that that was cool i liked it too because and then they kind of changed it i got like some old old marvel superhero movie vibes from it because it was like just dr strange fighting this this creature um and then like he i don't know he only does that for like 10 seconds because then is it wong is that his name yeah wong and i we need to show some more love to wong that was one of the points He's he's funny in every movie that he's in, uh, but he's never. And I guess this movie got a little more shine. But yeah, I I like his character a lot. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. After that, um, that moment with the octopus, Cyclops, whatever you want to call it. 
cyclopus, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you, I'm, it gets kind of foggy because it is just so much of like this exposition that I feel like we could condense more and explore more, more multiverses or universes. The title in, alone is The Multiverse of Madness. We get the cool shot where they're traveling through them, um, like their paint in one. Yeah, very and cool. Then, yeah, and then like the other one, they're like like cubic images. Um, but other than that, we didn't get a whole lot of like them in like all of these different realms. I thought that would have been cool, and I think they could have cut out some of the exposition at the beginning um, to add more of that without creating this runtime into like the three hour range yeah and i i kind of knew it was going to happen as we're jumping through all those universes i was like oh this is so cool this is awesome it reminded me of uh i don't remember which star wars movie it is but they're like they're skipping time in the millennium falcon and they're jumping into all these mm. different i don't remember it was in one of the new ones but I knew that it was going to be like, oh, we're just going to end up in some universe and we'll be there for a while and then we'll be in another. Like, I think we're only in two different universes, right? The the like futuristic one and then the crazy one with the like dark hole Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, that one. And then the one where it's like, oh, there is the one more green means stop red means go. Yeah. Dr. Strange almost gets run over by a car. How anticlimactic would that be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And I thought that you mentioned that scene. That scene was awesome where they're skipping. um, And that's really cool. One thing that I'm just thinking about right now is the entire Wanda storyline. Like, we definitely have more to talk about with Dr. Strange himself, but what do you think of Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch? What just what do you think about her storyline and what all happened with her? I think she's she carried the movie for me. Yeah, because I'm not a big like Doctor Strange fan initially. Even um, like I've seen the first one maybe one. I've definitely seen it once, maybe twice. I don't know, but it's been a while. Um, like his character is intriguing, but like, I don't gravitate towards him. Um, I thought the way that they portrayed the Scarlet Witch and Wanda and like that conflict between the two of them was awesome. Um, It gets like the move, the second half of the movie feels like a completely different movie than the first half. The first half, it's very, like I said earlier, it's just like laying the exposition of what, world we're in or what worlds we're entering in um but then when we get really introduced to wanda the scarlet witch um things become a bit more um like horror based which i really liked um i like the shot i think it's my favorite shot in the whole movie where it's um it's scarlet witch and she's like trapped in this like closed in area where there's mirrors around her oh yeah she's looking at herself and like half of her face is in one mirror and the other half is in the other and then she realizes she can like leak through her reflections to get to america chavez and strange like that scene was sick um yeah and her character and the way she takes over wanda's body 
where she's like walking around barefoot in the mom jeans and the white t-shirt and like she's got the blood on her face like that was cool it reminded me of like a horror movie which i thought was a cool risk that they did well with yeah you you mentioned that scene i thought it was awesome i wish they would have spent more time with it like when she puts her hand through the water like uh, give me some more of that she puts it through and then we're gone so quickly but the way that yeah you mentioned it that her using the reflections to get to them like that was really cool when she climbs out of that gong and she's like all twisted and she puts herself back together that that was sweet uh i really liked i thought that her like motivations were like really well written like she wants to be with her kids and if you've seen wandavision like you know how you know the length she went to like just to have her family so I thought that everything that she was doing was not warranted, but it made sense. Like it wasn't like she used to be an Avenger, a hero, and now she's turned into this villain. I thought that it, it worked. It it wasn't like, I could see some people not liking that, but I thought it made total sense. I think if it was a different villain, I would have had a lot of many, many more issues with this movie than I did. I think she carried it, I thought. And just the way that she, Elizabeth Olsen, portrayed her was great. She did great in WandaVision as well. This is one of those movies where I feel like it's kind of a buffer to a more intriguing plot line in the multiverse um, storyline. But at the same time, you still need to know like the background of WandaVision in order to truly understand this movie. Like If you hadn't seen WandaVision, at the very least, like you're going to walk into this and have no idea what's going on, why she is such a powerful character, why like I'm it sounds weird, but I'm still kind of rooting for her in a weird way. Right. Uh, because of that background that I get from WandaVision. I feel like that's what Marvel has created too. like all these new shows that are coming out. It's like if you are, have invested in it, you have to watch the shows because you, or else you're going to miss out. So even if you don't want to watch the shows or you're not interested, it's like, well, I got to watch this because um, these these people are going to pop up in movies in the future. So I need to know what's going on. Yeah, which brought me to one of my points, but it's kind of outside of the plot line that we're in right now. And I'll t- I want to circle back to it, but we I think I feel like the film really picks up when the Scarlet Witch is introduced. Um, my eyes were fluttering until that point, and then, like, I started. I was like, "Okay, I'm waking up now." Um, there is the concept of dream walking, which I thought was cool, um, where it's basically um, Scarlet Witch meditating, and her consciousness then seeps into wanda or can get into another basically realm of somebody else in another universe and so she does that with wanda which again i already pointed it out but that was that was really cool because it touched on like the horror sinister aspect of this film that succeeded um and then there's the one where it's it's so corny and so (laughs) so weird and and wait are you gonna talk about dr strange Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Hold on one second because I have a positive thing about dreams, and then we're, we'll get to you. Okay. And yeah. Um, <laughs> I I loved the dream walking stuff, and I love that they explained that like your dreams that you have are your it's it's like you're having dreams about you in another universe. Like right. that is just such a cool idea. 
um, in mythology, when I've taught mythology in the past, we talk about dreams because we talk about like psychoanalysis and how all these psychologists think that mythology is tied to like our brains and just how we how we think about things. So as I was watching that, I was like, I'm teaching mythology next year. And I was like, yes, I will be talking about this movie because they they have another theory on like what your dreams are. So I I loved that just like explanation of it was super cool. Yeah, it's kind of connected into like the Freudian, like three sides of yourself too, like yeah. the id, the superego, and then the ego. And like the ego is what we present to our quote unquote normal world. But yeah. like we all have our ids, our primitive desires and things like that. And clearly um, Scarlet Witch is the id of Wanda, if we're following that analogy. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And I did like how they explained the dream connection. It makes me want to go back and look at other Marvel movies and see like what characters have dreamed things. Oh, um, yeah. I liked Wong's little comedic line where he says, does that mean I'm um, in another universe naked being chased by a clown or something like that? <laughs> America's just like, like, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. We we looked at each other besides the minions trailer we looked at each other one more time mm -hmm. during this movie and it was zombie strange <laughs> um when you you when you first looked at me i was like does he like this or does he think that this is lame and then it took five more seconds for you to like laugh a little bit and i was like okay he does he's not enjoy this uh so I'll be honest, when it first happened, I, I wrote in my notes after the movie, like I just jotted down a few things. I said, Zombie Strange was cool for three seconds. Right, like when right. when he said the line, like who said that he has to be alive? And then it showed the rooftop. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then and the then, hand <laughs> breaking through the stone. Yeah. And then we see him. I don't that that was my biggest problem was what he looked like, I guess. It looked but bad. It looked I think bad. He, you have maybe more to say about it. So what 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 were your thoughts on Zombie Strange? I just there's a couple things. First of all, I will say for what it's worth, it kept my eyes on the screen. Yeah. And it made me want to watch it and it entertained me. I liked it in that regard. Um, like I think it was one of the more exciting moments in the film. Um but the makeup was did not look good. Um and who am I to just critique the makeup artist and things like that? But like zombie strange, like it clearly just looked like melted plastic molded onto his face. And like, there were like undertones where you could see like his actual skin and you could like see his, under his eyes, like yeah, the that's, skin yeah. under his eyes, under his eyes. And then like under one of the sides of his mouth where it had been like just torn apart. Um, you can see like, the normal skin like still there and like they didn't cover it up very well um there was it was funny too when we got the shots of like seeing a strange dream walking so he's like meditating as he is in the zombie strange body with his consciousness like he's like sitting there and he's like meditating and it looks like he's constipated <laughs> he's like <laughs> and he's like shaking a little bit yeah like, that was one thing just in the movie in general i I don't know why for this movie, because I've never thought about this in any superhero movie I've ever watched. 
I was just thinking about the actors doing their things. Like WandaVision, she's just throwing things. Like I was just imagining Elizabeth Olsen and Benedict Cumberbatch just like in their suits, just like moving their hands. And uh, I was like, eh, that's kind of lame. But back to Zombie Strange, sorry. No, I you're, that was kind of leading into one of my points too. Like the way that they're like this, this kind of goes into what Martin Scorsese says about Marvel movies. Like they're just theme parks and like, a lot of the computer graphics in this carry this, which I'm not too big on, but like, yeah, if we're just watching it, like we're watching this being shot, you just see like characters and actors, like just moving around with their hands really weirdly. And you're like, I want, what are they going to do with this? I think they do it well for what it's worth. Um, zombie strange. It was cool, but it was corny. Um, I, I just liked- couldn't, I couldn't take any like close up shot of him. Like, he was saying serious lines to America. And I was like, no, this is a joke, isn't it? Um, but it wasn't. Like, he was he was dead serious in that zombie. His, half his face is gone. And it, like, I, don't, I kept waiting for him to say funny lines, but he wasn't. Um, which was weird to me. The one thing I did like about the, the zombie part was, like, the cape of demons but i was gonna say yeah that was that was sick like that looked way cool and when he had like the eight arms come out like that part was sweet but any close-up shot on his face i was like no but yeah the the cape of demons that's sweet yeah yeah i was gonna say that before you just rudely interrupted me get used to it (laughs) get used to it no but no you're right and then all the close-ups yeah they tried to like add a add an emotional depth to zombie strange which i did not care for i don't know if it was um, zombie strange who said this back to bad lines um it's one of the stranges obviously but he's fighting scarlet scarlet witch and he says something like it's gonna take more for you to kill me this time than to kill me yes it's like yes (laughs) and he says that right after um this is another line I wrote down because I thought it, and it's not perfect, but yeah, I don't know if it was just the way that it was delivered. It just sounded weird. Wanda, it's right before that. She's like using the dark hold. Aren't you a hypocrite? And it's like, he's, he's dressed like a zombie and you're kind of a hypocrite. Like, this is weird. Um, like, aren't we past being a hypocrite? We're using dark magic in this crazy. Let's just fight it out. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was the back half of the movie didn't need some of that dialogue and just the action. One of the scenes, there were a couple scenes where I was like, this is like borderline scary, relatively speaking. Like I watch movies that are 10 times worse than this one in terms of horrific elements. Um, But it's like the moment where Strange is fighting himself, I think, in another realm and like he pushes him off. The cliff and he lands on top of the gate with the spokes oh, at the yeah. top that was i was like oh like they're not messing around and then um this leads into another point um i you were gonna say something so what are you gonna say because i'm about well, to open another can okay i just wanted to talk about that scene itself between yeah. um dr strange and I don't, what's, what is this Dr. Strange that he fights? Dark Darkhold Dr. Strange? Let's call I, him that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the, the scene where it's, I guess we'll call it the piano scene. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Like the music notes coming off and, um, it was the only spot in the movie where I thought that the score was awesome. Like the, the rest of the movie, I no music is memorable at all, except for during that. And I thought that it was awesome during that. Um, but yeah, I really liked them using the music notes, like going back and forth at each other. I thought it was cool. It was very like Sam Raimi mm-hmm. out of his brain. Like you could tell that that was, he, he came up with that, like, and I just liked that. And I liked how it ended with the one note off the harp and it just slow-mo into the giant music notes in the middle and it explodes. Like that was, I thought I liked that scene. That was cool. Yeah. At first it was kind of um, like, I was like, this is kind of corny, but then was I was just like going back and forth. And then at the end I was like, okay, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. They, they did it well. Again, it's part of that just computer graphics, like relying heavily on that um that was cool one other scene that kind of caught me off guard in terms of like the visuals and the like the graphic elements was the illuminati shout out um yes with i can't even this is bad the character's name with the voice do you remember his name no because i i almost didn't understand what they were saying when they said it i'll look it up real quick while you okay you go ahead yeah but basically there's that moment where we get the illuminati crew we see the um captain america in a different universe um we see um john krasinski actually as reed richards which was um, a fan request that i think came to fruition i don't know what that means for future movies with krasinski in them or not um but and then uh, Dr. X, Professor X, with his little cameo as well, with the cool little yellow wheelchair-looking thing from the comics. Um, that was it. Was interesting to see them introduced, and I did like how Scarlet Witch just came in and just obliterated them <laughs> right away. Like anybody who want, was hoping for their involvement to be pivotal in the story and like drive it along and help Strange out, like those wishes died pretty quickly which i thought was cool because it just reinforces how awesome and just bad of a villain that scarlet witch was bad in the best way possible the one i was talking about though was the guy with the voice and i can't remember his name it's it's black bolt yeah i knew it was bolt something black bolt yeah he has um the voice and like someone says in the illuminati like Black Bolt has the power to destroy you with a whisper or something like yeah. that. And she goes, how can he do that without a mouth or something like that? And then we look and he has no mouth again, back to the horror elements that felt very like horror movie. And then he like tried to scream. And like, when he screams, like you can see like the right side of his head, just. Yeah. And then he falls over. I was like, Oh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that was probably one of my favorite scenes was just like the cameos. And I feel like if you're making a Marvel movie and you're not sure if it's going to be good, just throw some random people in there and people will get excited for it. Um, So yeah, seeing Mr. Fantastic was awesome. Um, Seeing um, Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel, like that's Mm -hmm. cool in an alternate universe that she becomes Captain Marvel. Um, Yeah. Black Bolt. Uh, The scene where it's like them, after they've defeated Thanos and 
they have to kill that their universe is Doctor Strange. That was awesome. Seeing Black Bolt just like unleash his power on him saying, I'm sorry. And the, the sound of it was crazy in the theater. It was like piercing your ears. That that, that scene was awesome too. Um, so yeah, I and I think it opens up like, I hope we do. I know we are getting a Fantastic Four movie. Um, so I think that that'll be cool. And just the possibilities that it opens up. I, I've, I've seen like maybe two X-Men movie, I was, movies. I've never gotten into them. I need to watch them. Um, so yeah, I liked, I liked that, all those cameos. Yeah, I agree. It was something that was just, I think, for the fans. Um, but I did like how they just died off so quickly. Yeah, that was, um, that was cool. I don't have an emotional connection or investment with any of them, though, like because this leads into one of my points that I wanted to talk about the MCU Marvel. It's vast, incredibly vast. I'm I'm almost at the point where I'm exhausted with watching these things Um, like I have my Spider-Man and, you know, I like the Avengers and I'm excited for Thor to come out. and I'm not saying like, when is enough going to be enough because I'm a sucker. Sorry, Martin. Um, but I'm going to go see the movies. Um, but I do get exhausted. And I like, when they came on screen, I was like, Oh, I don't really have any real connection with these guys. Um, and like, you could hear people like in our theater, like going like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, eh, like, I don't know. Are you feeling the same way? Kind of like exhausted with some of these stories. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel that same way about not caring about like like the main characters in the movie, like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and Wanda. Uh, like I was kind of like, do I really do I have any emotional toll in this or value? Like with Spider Man, I did a ton just because by the end of that movie, it's like, man, you feel terrible for what's going on, and yeah, I just. I don't know. And I, again, I'll never care about anybody as much as I care about my boy, Batman. Um, But yeah, no, I'm feeling like that. And I think that this is the first movie that I've really, really felt like that. Like, I remember I went and saw um, Shang-Chi. I love Shang-Chi. Like that was, Mm -hmm. that was awesome. But yeah, this movie, especially maybe it's the turning point. I guess we'll find out when we see Thor love and thunder. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely starting to feel a little fatigue. Yeah, you mentioned Shang-Chi and like the emotional connection with that. I think that story, and obviously that was like his origin story. And so maybe this is elaborated on more in the first Doctor Strange, but I feel more emotional connection being established in Shang-Chi versus this Doctor Strange movie, yeah. um, which was going to tie into something I was going to say. Um, the America Chavez and Dr. Strange connection. Do you feel like they're trying to pull a Stark Parker thing here and it's just not working because I like their chemistry isn't there. I feel like, like definitely like strange is the mentor figure for America. Um, But I, it didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel authentic. And I don't know if that's the way strange is written or the acting. I know Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about sort of that connection or that emotional investment between those two? 
I think it's just hard with Doctor Strange as a character. Like, even when we saw him in Spider-Man, like, he was not helping Peter Parker in any way, really. Like, he was just so rigid in what he wanted to do. So I feel like he's, and he's just such a weird guy in general. He is so strange. And this whole time, like, the first movie and him, like, not not falling, or I guess being in love, but not really falling in love with his, with Christine. Mm-hmm. Like he's an emotionless character, I almost feel like. So I feel like in this movie, they tried to rewind some of those things and make him, yeah, you're right, make him that mentor figure. And I I did not think that it worked because one of my major problems with this movie is the ending where she's like, I, I can't control my powers. And he just goes, hey, yeah, you can. And she's like, you're right, I can. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how things work. You don't just (laughs) tell somebody something that they haven't been doing their entire lives and now they can do it. Um, So that was my my biggest thing that I, yeah, they, if their connection was closer, maybe that would have made more sense because man, that was a giant, just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, and back to the Christine piece too. Um, obviously she's in the first Doctor Strange, but I feel like Rachel McAdams and Benedict Cumberbatch, like their chemistry on screen just isn't there for me. Like I, it doesn't feel like there's definitely like this turmoil or conflict of like a love lost and in any way, it definitely feels like they're just reciting their lines and there's no real emotional depth there as well. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I just don't care about. Like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know I, I very much care about Tom Holland and Zendaya I do not I do not care about Benedict Cumberbatch or Rachel McAdams no exactly exactly and I don't know I think it's just like you mentioned it's the characters themselves but obviously then the way they're written into fitting the story one of my questions that I was going to ask you and I'm kind of getting down to my end points that I really wanted to talk about um this movie, it seems so disjointed. It seems like they definitely spent more time in other areas than others. Like towards the back half, they were like, okay, just let Sam Raimi cook and let him do what he needs to do. And though it was kind of cornball popcorn, it was it was fun to watch. Um, do you think they rushed this movie out in theaters due to the magnitude of success that no way home had and they felt like they had to follow it up because this is getting a lot of press it's getting a lot of um, public attention and when I think largely that is due largely to the fact that no way home was so big um, do you think they were trying to kind of stay in the moment there um yeah maybe from like the business standpoint because did no way home come out when did that come out December yeah, like right before Christmas, December 17th or 19th. Yeah, and this is the first MCU movie we've had since then. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe trying to ride the wave, which is impossible to ride the wave off of that, off, mm-hmm. off the last Spider-Man movie, like kind of impossible to follow up. Um, just one thing you said about like the movie seem seeming rushed like it did seem like we just jumped around so much but at the same time like I felt kind of bored in the first half like we jumped we jumped around everywhere but I was just like not I don't know it it wasn't holding my attention and then the back half I was I was hooked in but yeah 
Yeah, definitely the first half just seemed, you said popcorn, and that's how it is. We're just jumping around um, from moment to moment, storyline to storyline. So, yeah, I guess that's more about the movie than it being rushed to, like, theaters. But, yeah. I think it does tie into it, though, like, just the the urgency to put something out there while the moment is still there. Um, Talking about blockbuster movies with my kids, and, like, there's definitely like a timeliness to these movies and like summertime is right around the era of area where big blockbuster movies come out. It's like summertime and like right before Christmas. And so that makes sense. Like emergence of summer, Dr. Strange, Christmas time, no way home. Um, Trying to ride that wave. We're going to see Thor, which I haven't even seen Thor yet, but I can guarantee it's better than this one. Um, (laughs) um yeah I don't know it was it was okay I would have liked you said they were jumping around a lot but they were also like jumping around but not really accomplishing anything at the same time um it would have been cool if they just like showed some more multiverse settings and things like that and just like if America was just like this is you in this multiverse blah 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 and like even if it's like three minutes long like it would have caught my attention and obviously that's popcorny um but it fits with sort of just the whimsical, weird nature of the second half. And that would have been funny. Like, give me a Doctor Strange that works at McDonald's in some yeah. <laughs> universe. Give me a Doctor Strange that is uh, like part teaching, of Geek Squad. Yeah, teach, yeah <laughs> teaching seventh grade social studies. Uh, <laughs> like, give me some of those. Those those would have been weird and funny. And yeah, you could have done so much with that. And they, yeah, they they just didn't. Which which is all right. Um, I think one thing that I really want to talk about is the horror aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one more scene that I think they definitely like tried to key in on the horror stuff. Cause this is the one where I really thought it looked like a horror movie is uh, when Wanda, I guess, Scarlet Witch at this point is chasing them. This is after all the cameos and she kills all the, the Illuminati she's chasing them through that tunnel underground mm-hmm. and she, her like face is cut up. She's covered in blood. Uh, they definitely played on the horror aspect there. My big problem though, cause I love that part. My big problem is I mentioned this during the Batman episode, film a superhero movie, like a film noir. And it's just, it's awesome. Like it's cool. Like in the Batman, this was not a superhero movie filmed like a horror movie. It was a superhero movie with horror elements just make a horror movie and put dr strange in it um and the whole movie would have looked like that scene right there and it would have been scary and cool and awesome and i feel like they won't delve into just take the dive into let's just make a horror movie and put a superhero in it i agree what do you think is the reasoning for that do you think it's the the audience the target audience because there's there are parents who are taking their six, seven-year-olds into this movie this weekend, and they're going to be surprised to what they see. Um, so do you think like they're holding back for them or what's, what's your thinking? Well, uh, another awesome theater moment. Uh, did you, did you yeah, hear I, was, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Maybe funnier than anything that happened in the movie itself. <laughs> we were sitting in front of these people. It had to be like this grandma and, she brought her grandkids to the movie. By the way, she she had quite a few comments throughout the movie. Um, yes. One of the most interesting was, yeah, Thanos was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like 
during one part of the movie, the kid just left and went to the front row of the theater by himself, uh-huh. which I thought was a baller move, man. Like, you know what? I'm going to see what this movie looks like up close. I respect uh, but it. This, this kid had to have been, what, third, fourth grade? Yeah, like seven or eight, maybe. <laughs> he walks back during, I, I don't know what part of the movie it was, and, and just a completely outside non-theater voice just says, I am so scared. <laughs> and it was he wasn't like crying. He didn't sound scared, but he was just telling everybody, everybody, I am scared. Um <laughs> it was in the moment where regular strange meets dark hold strange. Yeah. That's when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> I am scared. So that that was awesome. But back to your question. Uh yeah, I definitely think that that's part of it. Like they won't make like the, it's they won't even branch out to like hardly make an R-rated movie like they did with Deadpool, but that was before Deadpool was owned by Disney. And I know Disney's all weird about their like properties and stuff. Right. Um. So yeah, I just feel like you've made I don't know what movie number this is in the MCU. We've got to be in the twenties by now, right? It's got to be at least. Like you've made so many, what, what's the risk of one not making as much money, but just being so different than what you've made already? I agree. And I don't know. I feel like regardless, you're going to get split reactions. Especially at this point. Yeah. Regardless of how the films go, because it has such a, like a vast, like poll, like literally everybody's hearing about this. There was, um, I saw something on Twitter where it was like the showing times for this movie in Times Square in like one of the AMCs over there. And it's like from like the moment the theater opens to it closes, there's a new time it's playing like every 15 minutes. Yeah. Like these have a chokehold on like movie theaters and budgets and like what people are paying to see. There's going to be, some backlash regardless um but that also goes into another theater moment that we witnessed yesterday um i was sitting next to a random like 14 year old girl maybe um and did you hear her she was sobbing no way she was sobbing at the end of the movie what yeah no i missed all that when it was strange and Kristen talking and like they're trying to reconcile and move forward and like he's fixing the watch and putting it back away like symbolizing that he's ready to move on um like she's over there just bawling her eyes out wow what do we know (laughs) yeah but then back to the old grandma behind us there was another moment it's when um Wong gets thrown off the cliff um she just says again in her non-theater voice um this is so stupid do you want to leave <laughs> i heard that too like <laughs> yeah that was i i was just uh, i'm a very like if if i ever become president or a supreme leader of some sort um if you speak in a movie theater you're getting thrown into prison yeah. for years you're getting the boot you're getting the so boot. i i don't know i guess you just have to laugh at it because <laughs> yeah she was she was not a fan of this movie we could we could definitely tell and she was like there's still like over an hour left this is stupid she's like we can leave if you want <laughs> yeah yeah 
that and then being on your phone i've never had a moment in a theater where one of the workers comes up to somebody and tells them to get off their phone and that happened to us big props to the worker like yeah he he went down the row he went into the row and was yeah saying things about the phone so way to go guy which is kind of counterintuitive because you're trying to eliminate distractions, but you're creating a distraction. Um, but I respect it. And respect he had an awesome tie. Did you see his tie? I did not. It had like um, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Hulk, like all the Avengers on it. It was sweet. So yeah, kudos to that guy. Shout out that guy. Kudos to Avengers tie guy. You are yeah. the real hero of this movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um are you ready to share your score? Have you touched on what you want to touch on? I think I've said my piece. It's yeah. 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 I'm sure we're credit if you want. Um, um, I mean, I feel like we don't know like what, I guess Charlize Theron. It's cool. She's in there. Cool. In the purple suit. Very cool. How she just like cut. She just cut the universe in half. Like it was a piece of bread. Um, like that was cool. She had a cool little sword. I thought she was about to just stab him. I will say I'm not a fan of the the three eye Doctor Strange. That looks creepy. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Hit me with your score. Hit me with. Your um. Jeez. Seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. Seventy nine. I I liked the back half of it, but even the back half was marred with zombies and just a terrible terrible turning point of a climax Mm -hmm. um and like emotional moment so 79 definitely not my favorite i think uh on my giant spreadsheet it's like my 32nd ranked superhero movie um and i put this i i ranked blade a 65 but like i liked blade more than this if that's that tells you a lot i think um so yeah where are you at I was going to tie in Blade with my (laughs) justification, too. So that's crazy. Um, I think I gave Blade a 78. Yeah. Um, I gave this a 70. Yeah. And that's a generous 70 for me. I was watching this, like the first half of this movie. I was thinking, is this the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen? Um, And it did pick up. Um, I think like, yeah, the emergence of the Scarlet Witch carried this movie. I thought Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen did great. Um, I definitely think she was the reason that this movie holds any positive merit to it for me. Um, I liked Zombie Strange enough to understand like what I'm watching is what I'm watching. And I'm again, popcorn um, 70, at least with Blade, like Blade was a bad movie. Um, yeah. I give it a 65. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's great because it knows what it is. Like yeah. the from from the beginning, we're just like it's weird, it's bad graphics, it's corny dialogue, talking about suckheads. Um, <laughs> but at least it knows what it is. Like I feel like there's almost an identity crisis with this movie, like right in the middle of it, um, which I think is a good thing because it was like if it stayed very vanilla and boring throughout the whole movie it probably would be the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Um, But yeah, 70 is where I'm giving it. And I think that's generous for me, a generous 70. Yeah. I think um, if, if I were to watch this again, my score might lower like 75 ish range. Um, But I definitely did like the way that it, 
like it looked good um but yeah just the the writing and the the plot and yeah those are those are kind of important and they were not great um so yeah i was trying to look at where i actually have it ranked but um rotten tomatoes right now 75 percent on the tomato meter and an 88 percent audience score so that's wow. that's high um i'm sure that there is like some marvel crazy people that are like i feel like whenever a movie like this comes out it either gets tanked right away or goes up right away because I don't know if people like messing with it, but yeah, 88% is pretty dang high for what we just said about it. It is my 36th ranked superhero movie. And yeah. Yeah. So very just meh. Meh. That's what <laughs> my letterbox review. I did it last night. I just sat there for a second. I was like, this isn't even worth my time to think of something interesting to say. I just wrote, eh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I was just done. Yeah. That, that's the best way to put it i think honestly and there there will be people if they listen to this that will refute and bring up points and honestly some valid claims to some of our claims and like oppose them but it's just not it for me i feel like the multiverse is a really cool concept and like marvel's been dabbling in it after endgame obviously um i feel like they could have done more with that concept um but yeah, I don't know, 70. Again, I'm just kind of spinning my wheels here. Um, one one thing real quick, because I saw in like the press tour for like this movie, Sam Raimi was talking. If you don't know Sam Raimi, he did the original Spider-Man right, right. trilogy with our boy Toby Maguire. Um, Toby. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was talking about making like uh, Spider-Man 4 with Toby Maguire. What what are your thoughts on that? I'm game. Um, I'm game because anything that's Spider-Man, I'm I'm buying a ticket. I'm going day of. Um, yeah. Like like I said, Spider-Man is my Batman to you, um, and so I'm gonna see it. I thought Toby did really well in No Way Home too. Like yeah. he looked great. Like he moved well and everything. Like he still has the Spider-Man qualities. Um, it would be interesting to see what they did with it, and then if they dabbled into like other universes and things like that, I would, I would be down. And if it was Sam Raimi, you know, kind of what you're getting into. So yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. And then uh, maybe last thing, how scale of one to 10, how uh, looking forward to you, uh, that was poorly worded. <laughs> <laughs> how much are you looking forward to uh, Thor love and thunder? Um. Like I said, I'm kind of experiencing Marvel fatigue at this moment. I still yeah. need to finish Moon Knight. Um, Me too. And I, I have like four episodes, so I'm waiting for school to get out so I can just binge them one morning. Um, I think my excitement rate is, it was a little higher yesterday, like a 7.3, 7.4. It might That's be at like a specific. 6, yeah, 6.8 right now. I'm going to see it. And on the day of, I'm going to be excited and yeah. yeah, we'll see it. And maybe we'll have another bonus. sewed. um, but yeah, right now it's, I'm, eh, what about you? Yeah. I was going to say a six. Um, I love Taika Waititi, um, Thor. I'm not huge on Thor, like just as a character, um, never been my favorite. 
I'm definitely excited to see the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I feel like that'll be the biggest part of it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm at a six. And like you said, I'll be more excited as it comes. Um, I feel like Doctor Strange kind of snuck up on me. I knew it was coming, but then it was just here all of a sudden. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. And I think it'll it'll be better. It'll be better than this. Yeah, yeah I can guarantee it'll be better. <laughs> oh, a, a, a Steve's machine guarantee. Yeah, like uh, like what Charles Barkley says yeah. whenever he's wrong. Guarantee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I guarantee uh, Thor is going to be better than this. The trailer looked awesome. Yeah. I think the trailer looked great. And I honestly didn't see the Doctor Strange trailer. Um, so, I, yeah. Yeah. 70. Stay tuned for our next bonus sode where we maybe dabble into another movie. Maybe it's... Um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Maybe it's um, maybe it's Minions. Yeah, I was gonna say Emma Minions. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> All right, I got I got nothing left. Yeah, nothing left. Um, I'm gonna go drink my second cup of Joe, get the lawn mowed, and get some things done. So, anything you want to say to the people before we peace out? Um, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy these movies, even if you don't like them, because they're cool. And even this one didn't didn't love it. It was cool. I agree. I agree. It's passable. It's passable. It's a 70. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't regret going. So, yeah. Um, in case you haven't watched Rushmore yet, make sure you do find it on Amazon Prime. Um, and Once Upon a Time in America as well. Make sure you check that out. Um, dedicate your whole week to finishing that. Um, that episode is coming out this coming Friday um find that on netflix if you so desire if not that's great but until next time peace out peace out